There are only two feelings, love and fear. There are only two languages, love and fear. There are only two activities, love and fear. There are only two motives, two procedures, two frameworks, two results, love and fear, love and fear, Michael Lunig. When we are frightened, we seek to protect ourselves from threats, both real and imagined. When we are frightened, we play the blame game as a way of convincing ourselves that this will keep us safe. Order out of chaos and fear loves nothing more than a scapegoat. Scapegoat, a goat sent into the wilderness on the Day of Atonement. Scapegoat, a symbolic bearer of the sins of the people. Scapegoat, 50 people bowed down in prayer. Two little boys sitting on a couch. Scapegoat. Senator Anning issues a statement on Friday that links the Christchurch mosque attacks to immigration. Scapegoat. Some who were present told Jesus about the Galileans whom Pilate had killed while they were offering sacrifices, and Jesus replied, Do you think the suffering of these Galileans proves that they were more sinful than all the other Galileans? And Jesus said, No. And Jesus said, no, no, I tell you, but unless you change your hearts and lives, you will die just as they did. Hmm. There are lots of different types of death, aren't there? Mortal death, yes, of course, but also death of love and spirit and justice and moral centre. Death like that which festers inside men like Senator Anning. What does Jesus say? Unless you change your heart, there can be no life for you. In most versions of this passage, we read, unless you repent. Repent in the Greek, metanoia, metanoia, a transformative change of heart, especially a spiritual conversion. And it means also to go beyond the mind that you have, to go beyond the mind that you have gotten from culture. And what is that mind that our Australian shooter got from his particular culture? What is that mind? Many leaders and progressives from both Christian and Muslim faiths have over the last week decried the mainstreaming of Islamophobia and have named this enculturated hatred as providing fuel for the violence which led to Friday's attack. The murderer cited a number of familiar xenophobic and Islamophobic talking points against immigrants and Muslims in a manifesto posted online. The sentiments were placed alongside more blatant white supremacist rhetoric about white genocide and declining birth rates. For many on the left, the attackers' apparent motivations were the inevitable results of years of anti-Muslim rhetoric in politics and media across the West. As Remy Kanzani, a Palestinian-American poet, said, from the US to France to Australia, Muslims are persistently vilified and attacked, while biases against them are normalised. Then, when white supremacy violence kills dozens, society disingenuously throws up its hands and wonders, how could this have ever happened? Our leaders on both sides have stepped up and decried this terrorist act and decried too the hate speech that has followed, particularly the hate speech of Senator Anning. Mr Morrison, I want to absolutely and completely denounce the statements made by Senator Anning on this horrendous terrorist attack. These comments are appalling and they're ugly and they have no place in Australia. And opposition leader Bill Shorten said Senator Anning's comments were disgusting. I cannot dream what world a politician or any Australian is seeing by blaming their victims and the faces of those being murdered.
scapegoat, a symbolic bearer of the sins of the people, blaming the victims. Oh God, it's as old as time. Jesus is, perhaps, telling us three things in today's reading. Firstly, that God is not a cold and brutal figure who commits acts of violence against us if we don't worship him in the correct way. Secondly, unless we stand up against the parts of our culture that are life-destroying and tribal and racist and xenophobic, unless we realise that we are all God's children together, there will be no life for any of us. Jesus' vision of God was a radical departure from most ancient religions. Instead of understanding God as a terrifying, jealous and capricious deity who demanded that particular codes and rules were followed, Christianity gives us a God who was present in human body, revealing the sacredness within us all, and who then poured forth, poured forth a spirit within and around us. In the words of Richard Raw, we cannot, we must not, trade our distinctive Christian message for the cold, hard justice that prevailed in many theologies throughout history. To do so is to offer no redemptive alternative, but is to actually sanctify the very powers and principalities that unduly control the world. And to do so is to stay inside the small myth of redemptive violence, which tragically appears to be the dominant storyline of history. This punishment model is, is seemed buried deep in most people's brain stems as a starting place for keeping us safe when under attack. But it is a place from which we need to evolve. And thirdly, Jesus is making the point by talking seemingly randomly about a barren fig tree that we, like the fig, we must bear fruit for the world. In the words of theologian Daniel Clenadon, Jesus compared his audience to barren fruit trees. Unlike the victims of Galilee and Salome for whom time has run out, they still enjoyed a future with choices. And instead of using a tragedy to validate their sense of moral superiority and their shoddy theology, they should instead refocus their lives, adjust their priorities and make changes with the life that they are gifted. Reflecting on the New Zealand tragedy, Michael McVeigh, editor of Jesuit magazine Eureka Street, writes that what we need right now is a new story, one that focuses on the life givers, not the death dealers. What we need is to refocus on our shared humanity because that's the one truth that will expose the lies at the heart of this hateful act. And these new stories, they are all around us. The stories of folk from all faiths and no faiths who have visited mosques to lay flowers and to pay respect. Stories like Cath's in our congregation who went to the Preston Mosque after worship and who sat in a circle to listen to the Iman with a group of others and who then realised that they too, like her, were smeared in the ash from the morning's church service. And the stories of the first responders, all of whom risked and some of whom lost their lives. People like Abdil Aziz, the Australian citizen who lived in, Australia, in Sydney for 27 years after leaving Afghanistan as a refugee and who has been described as a hero after he attacked and chased off the terrorist at the Linwood Mosque. Stories of the magnificent leadership of Jacinda Ahern and of the swift passing on Friday of new and powerful gun laws. And stories about the man in England who felt as we have all felt almost paralysed by grief and who didn't know what he could do to help so he wrote a little cardboard sign which said, you are my friends. 
I will keep watch while you pray. And he went to the mosque, to the Friday prayers, and he held up his little sign. Mr Greystone, when interviewed, said, I thought what it would feel like if you were a British Muslim going to Friday prayers today, wondering what it would feel like if you were maybe under attack. So I thought I, I would go to my local mosque and make it clear that I saw the people there as friends. Love and fear, love and fear. And stories like the people in New Zealand who have been gathering around mosques during prayer and holding big circles, holding hands, and stories of all the hackers, all the hackers, from the All Blacks to the solo man who came down early on Friday morning just past and who, in the early light of dawn, stood with his two children and beat his chest. Love and fear, love and fear. Or the story of the one Muslim mourner speaking at the prayer service a week after the massacre who gestured at the thousands of New Zealanders who had gathered at Hagley Park in solidarity with the slain and who said, we had no idea it would be like this. We had no idea you would all come. Love and fear. Love and fear. You are my friends. I will watch while you pray. We can all choose to be part of telling a new story for our world. We can all choose to be fig bearers. Fig bearers of hope and of grace.